Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and I am joined, as usual, on our virtual front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hey, good neighbors. Welcome to the podcast. We are glad you're here. And today we have um, <clears throat> a guest who who's been reaching out to us and connecting with the neighboring movement for a couple years now and um, has is one of those people who already had that kind of um, the the neighborly spirit about her and I think being part of our community just gave her some more language to talk about what she already does just naturally in her life. And so I want to welcome to the podcast, Alicia Snyder. Alicia, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, we usually start by just giving you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and maybe share like uh, why this kind of stuff, why you like it, why it's important to you, and why you continue to kind of reach out and be a part of the neighboring movement community. Yeah, it's always been important to me to, to reach out to my neighbors. And for the last about 20 years, we've done neighborhood Bible clubs. But I've always had a heart to reach out to my to my neighbor kids. And for, for many years, they would come over and play in our backyard or play with my animals, ducks and chickens and Play upstairs with our toys but as they were as they were getting a little older and into their teen years I wanted to find new ways to to just be their friends and be there for them and that was how I got interested in making the video projects yeah and I I still remember the first time uh, that that we were that I met you, we were on a Zoom call, uh, and you you shared. Uh, I think we were we were talking about asset based community development, and you said, "Yeah, like I've done this," uh, and you shared about this this the video project. So, yeah, I would just love for our listeners to get to hear about that project and how how you would describe asset based community development as that was unfolding. Yeah. So I think that one thing that's been really important to me is that when I reach out to my neighbors, it would be something mutual and something that I, where, where I honor their gifts and their strengths and that I wouldn't just be someone that's reaching out or, or offering something to them, but that I would show them that they have something to offer too, and that I'm learning from them and we're all learning together. And so, like I said, some of my, the kids that had used to play with our toys in our upstairs living room. Um, we're getting we're getting kind of too old to come over and play with toys. And I was trying to I was trying to think of a creative way to engage with them and and keep mentoring them as they were growing. And and I knew that a lot of them, a lot of youth today, want to become influencers and make a YouTube video. And it seems easy to to get a huge following just by doing an everyday activity, but it's not as easy as it seems. <laughs> so I was trying to. I was thinking that it would be a powerful way. It would be a powerful way to support them, to give them kind of the tools that they needed to make a video that could reach a few hundred people instead of five. Mm. And so I was thinking that, especially if they knew they could make an impact and if they could knew they could encourage people, that would be very meaningful to them. Some of them were going through some very difficult things and needed to know that they're important and they had gifts and, and that people you know, all sorts of people from their teachers to 
just some random person on the internet could be really encouraged by what they had to say and by their gifts. And so I, it seemed like a crazy idea, but some of my friends encouraged me to, to go for it, even though I'm not a, I'm not a videographer, I'm not a filmmaker. It was just a random idea I had. And so one of my friends helped me find a, a professional videographer that was, that shared a lot of my values and was willing to work with me. And she was a great, she was a great help to us because she really bonded with the kids and she was a huge part of making a, a success. And so basically we would come up with an idea for the video. Um, I had some, I had some guiding thoughts that I wanted to share, but I would really, I would choose a group of kids and there were different, there's basically a different group for each, each of the five videos I made. And so I would choose that group of kids and ask them if they wanted to participate. And then I would meet with them for several months. I would not only, we're, not only were we talking about practical, what scripts we wanted, what props we wanted, what scenes we wanted, what shots we wanted, what music we wanted. Not only were we talking about practical things about the video, but we were also, we were also talking about just the concepts. For example, one of the videos was about, was about vulnerability. So we studied vulnerability and what it means to, what it means to have people we trust that we can, that we can share our lives with and what might hinder that. Or another one was on just honoring others. And so we studied that. What does it mean to work together and, and see other people and their gifts? And so whatever the theme was, we worked on that together and studied that for several months. So it was a mentoring opportunity in several different ways. And also, like I said, we, we worked together on all the details that, that we needed to prepare for making a video project. And they kind of got to, both I and they got to understand just how complicated it is to create even a short video segment. And they learned so much. And they, one of the most important things was they learned that they had a say, they had a voice, and they had gifts that they could contribute when they had an idea of how a shot should go or what music we should have or, or what they wanted to add to the script. They felt like they were an important part of the process. Really That's cool. I'm, there's several things in there that I think are worth noting. So one of them is I'm such a grumpy old man that when I hear of young people who want to become YouTube influencers, I'm like, ugh. That's so like, come on, no one can, that's not a thing. That's not a job. You shouldn't <laughs> aspire to that. But you were so like genuine and we say this all the time and I'm realizing now I'm being like called out on my like rigid grumpy old manness. but you're like, no, like that's their interest. So I'm going to follow what they like and what they want to do and go with them in that direction, um, which is really great. And then and then also that you took so much time with them. You didn't jump straight to the final product. You used that to draw out so many other things, which is really great. I, I just, it's very, the whole story is really wonderful. And we'll put the links to these videos in the description so that if you're listening, you can take a look at some of what, um, what Alicia and her, her neighbors created together. I mean, it's also wonderful the way that you were able to, to invite them to contribute their gifts. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, at the heart of 
ABCD is just just reminding ourselves and the people around us like yeah like mm -hmm. you you have gifts the gifts include interests which maybe grouchy old men like Adam don't <laughs> don't think count but I do you know or whatever but um what was it like what was the experience like of of uh maybe I should say this like how did it how did it feel for you to get to watch these uh young people you know share their gifts and like that was that natural for them were they like did, did they have doubts about being able to share their gifts or yeah for some of them it was a real big step for them to be able to to be on a video they were nervous about it they almost some of them wanted to quit but they on their own made the decision to push through and afterwards said I felt proud of myself for the first time and that was just, that meant a lot to me. That was a very big moment for me to, to hear. And when they would hear people's testimonies, you know, people would share on comments or on either on YouTube or Facebook or something that it was so touching. It made me cry or that this was just heartwarming and sweet. And there'd be people would be sharing it with their friends and, or I was deeply moved by this video. When they would hear comments like that, it would be, just really encouraging to them to, to realize that the things they shared had gone out to strangers and had made an impact on people. And so it was really re rewarding for them and for me because the process was, was difficult. Sometimes the, sometimes there were some people that would drop out. Sometimes there were big twists and turns where we had to start over. I think there was one video that we had to basically scrap our ideas our participants and multiple, I didn't scrap the participants, but they kind of, anyway, we had to scrap the ideas for it like six times and completely start over. Ooh. And so there were times when it, when you felt like giving up, but the finished product was always so rewarding for the, for me and for the, for the children, not only what they learned from it, but what other people were being impacted by, by them, by their courage to share by their story and another important thing that we that we saw in that was that our videographer the way just the way she edited it edited it she's able to see in kind of mundane situations or take people that aren't none of us were really talented but she did a lot of the work to transform it and we use that as an illustration that we need to see people through the eyes of transformation. Just like we were making, we were making blunders and we were going through all sorts of interesting situations and the videographer saw us through the eyes of beauty and created something, a beautiful piece of art. And we just used that in our final video to kind of be a, an object lesson talking about how we need to see each other. We need to see each other, not for all the blunders, but for the, for the beauty. And, and the gifts in each other. So th that's really a wonderful way of thinking of it. And um, we've been going in our neighborhood a lot this summer, meeting people. And it is easy to, like, it is a skill to use the kind of editing eye of abundance. And, and it's not that you're like ignoring scarcity or ignoring the needs of your community, but it's just choosing to emphasize the positive. And even when we process our stories, it's so easy to lift up all the negative things first. 
and it's 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 a great metaphor for do for how people can do that. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, some some work that John McKnight has done, um, and he talks about <clears throat> we all have we all have these certain all people have certain attributes that they can contribute to their communities, and one of those attributes he phrases it as the acceptance of fallibility, um, which I'm I'm thinking the next time that I'm describing that I'm going to say. It's seeing people through the eyes of transformation. I'm gonna, I'll quote you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, because it is so, I think it's so tempting in our world to uh, to label people by their their needs, by their, their fallacies <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and uh, really limits how we see folks and how folks interact with each other and to be able to see what is it like, how do we, how do we like the videographer, draw out the gifts and the and invite those gifts to play and see what comes about from that. Um, yeah, that's just a beautiful illustration. And it's all about helping people see things in themselves that they couldn't see. I think that's what some of our students said that they they realized that they were beautiful and that they did have gifts when when they saw the finished product and it was encouraging. It's just like, it's so unassuming and like, like genuine, the whole story. And then the videos as well, you can just tell like you all are really just living out like your relationships together. It's like you're this, this project was a thing you did, but you can tell that it's just a part of an extension of the relationship that was already there. And I just, I really admire your, your like, like perseverance in all of that, as well as just like, you know, stick like you're naming, it was not easy always, um, but sticking to that. I have, I have two more questions you know, one is just any other, any other takeaways for you? Cause this has been a few years ago um, that you created the videos. And now, I mean, in hindsight, looking back, are there other things that stand out for you as far as um, fruit that has has been that has come out of that work or insights or things that you've gained? Um, I think basically just the value of perseverance and if you have a dream to stick with it and and not give up but also just to be flexible because there were there were several that changed com courses completely. The, the theme morphed as it went along and I had, we had to be flexible. And that was something the kids learned too. And all the participants, because I had adults that were helping me too. And I tried to team up with other, other adults that could speak into the students' lives too. And we all had to learn to be, to be flexible, to, I guess, hang on to the long-term vision while being flexible about how it might turn, turn out and just kind of let it, let it be whatever it is. And that's how all our, all our relationships and when we when we interact with the real world and with real people, things don't turn out the way we we want them to always. But because it's just powerful to to let ourselves work work together and see what happens. That's a that's a really good reminder, and I I just I appreciate 
the paradox, right, of like perseverance and flexibility, like kind of that, like, okay, here's, don't yeah. give up on the dream, but also let the dream pivot and adjust. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> um, and as, I mean, I, I hadn't thought of that when you named it, like I see that very much in our work as, you know, at the neighboring movement that we've had big dreams and like interesting, I mean, looking back, it's like, yeah, like we've really moved towards those dreams, but we've had to pivot all along the way. Um, so, yeah. So thank you for naming that. And another thing I think I've noticed is that um, just the power of giving, giving the students uh, service, a way to serve others, because it would have been one thing if I had said, I want you to come over to my house because I want to teach you about vulnerability. <laughs> I want to teach you about, you know, something, one of the thoughts and the concepts, they uh -huh. probably wouldn't have come. But if I said, I want you to come because I want you to share you know, a message that can be a blessing to people. Mm -hmm. Share what you've learned that can encourage others. And I got a lot of buy-in because, and it was really true. They did have things to share that could be helpful to others. And it, it's a really important thing to give other people a way to serve and see how they're impacting people. Yeah, I mean, and you, and, and, then, and you chose to do that through a method that they really understand and connect with mm -hmm. through YouTube. And, yeah. and so they were all in, they were all bought in on all of the mm -hmm. ways that you delivered that. That's yeah. great. What are you working on now these days? What, uh, are there, are there some asset-based approaches that you're, uh, implementing, uh, in your world these days? Well, I'm. I'm still interacting with my neighbors and we share things together. We, they cook for me and I cook for them or I read to their kids. Yeah. Uh, and we just try to live life together. Yeah. And you're writing a new book, right? Like, isn't that. Yeah. I'm currently working on a book about basically one of the themes in the video that got cut out along the way as it morphed, I'm trying to, the, the theme of theme of openness and, how that relates to our world is what I'm trying to work out in the book. Well, send us a copy. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's an interesting thing for us to explore as well. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Any, yeah. any other like words of wisdom that you'd give for our listeners if they want to try to do something in their community? Well, I think building authentic and long lasting relationships and, and seeing if there's anything creative you can think of to, to use the, the opportunities, the gifts, the just the adventures, because mm. we always had adventures together, mm. and to see what adventures you can go on with the people in your life. Alicia, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to join us and and share. Um, you know, some of this story and I am excited that we'll get to share those videos with with folks um, as well yeah. and really I mean the wisdom of, of what you've shared today is just awesome so thank you for for your thank willingness you. to do that yeah and I want to thank uh, our listeners who are uh, with us right now and um, thank you for setting aside some time to join us on the front porch and be a part of 
uh, hearing this story and this conversation. Um, and I want to thank Jenna, who um, hopefully does uh, see us through the eyes of transformation uh, <laughs> in all of our, uh, you know, <laughs> front porch silliness. Uh, I also want to thank Christopher Swanson, who maybe I hope that he can see our calendars through the eyes of transformation because he's the one who's <laughs> scheduling things for us. <laughs> it's not easy, but he does a great job. Um, so yeah. And then just a reminder, you can learn more about our work um, by visiting our website at neighboringmovement.org. So uh, yeah. And with all that being said, until next time, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.